0: Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. This is The Joe Hoff Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: Good afternoon good morning good evening wherever you're at thanks for joining us this is the joe hoff show here on tnt Live live.radio.live uh, where you can go and get our shows uh, daily if you happen to miss them or watch any other show there our, our shows are uh, saved there at that site i also save them at joehoff.com so feel free to come there as well we've got an incredible guest today again as we as we uh always do on this show we're bringing in the best for you and uh I'll share a bit about our guest here in a moment um and and really can't wait can't wait to talk to this guy I love a lot I love history I I uh always have I just enjoyed reading stories about these men and women that that uh founded this country uh and 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 uh history in general so this this gentleman is a historian and he's going to talk to us about the British and the U.S. and and the uh, interaction between the two uh, throughout history so full tide, he's going to blow you away with some stuff I put up some articles a couple weeks ago from him five in a row five days in a row the British and their wow. interference in US Affairs political both political and foreign policy so this is this is uh gonna be great and uh can't wait to do to to jump into that here after the after the break so anyways lots more going on we had president Trump Trump last night having a town hall you saw a piece of that he says I'm not going to be a dictator until we get this stuff fixed and and um or or after uh, he will and and then once he gets this stuff fixed he won't I guess was what he was saying there um absolutely spot on America needs major help the DOJ is an absolute mess a travesty our election systems are a mess that's my b- biggest concern I think that's what the Democrats uh and the fascists and communists are doing they know that they can steal the next election and so they are getting ready uh, to to really indict all of us and with another scam another sham just like January 6th these people are evil this is what the fascists do there's a famous uh, incident that happened in Nazi Germany where the Germans uh, uh, set fire, I believe, to the uh, like to the, to a major building uh, political building in in uh, Germany and blamed it on others. And it was all in an effort to, to gain more power and to slam others. That's what Biden's doing, it's so sick. It's like George Soros is, is running our country. And quite frankly, we have evidence of that. I had I wrote a piece this morning at joehoff.com. So we found out yesterday that Fannie Willis, this corrupt Soros-backed, so fascist Nazi communist Soros-backed, uh, candidate and now da in fulton county georgia corrupt as hell corrupt as hell somehow george soros is, is getting these da's in these key cities and their whole purpose is to destroy america and these great cities and we and across the country whether it be st louis with kim Gardner, or whether it be new york city and and or the state of new york with uh, with uh letitia james there's massive corruption and and from these corrupt actors that are really just grotesque I don't know how Fannie Willis ever passed the bar I don't know if that's even uh, a reality for some of these people they're just so dumb as well but Fannie Willis uh hires this uh this prosecutor in Fulton County to go after Trump and all these other individuals and uh we find out that she's having an affair with this guy and she's been paying him six hundred thousand dollars more than six hundred thousand dollars over the last year or two to attack President Trump so she's using Georgia taxpayer dollars to go after President Trump using a guy that she's having an affair with but that's not the end of it this guy shows up at the White House and not only uh just on one day he showed up the day that they appointed Jack Smith So this guy, this prosecutor, who's a nasty guy having an affair with nasty Fannie Willis, is in the white house the day that jack smith was hired by the biden doj to go after president Trump? this stuff you can't make up it's the stuff that happens in communist and fascist regimes and we've got to bring these people uh to to justice Uh, these people need to be arrested and imprisoned this is an effort to overthrow this country and they need to be dealt with immediately and we need to uh, win our elections so that we can do that by the way there's a group called fate 2024 that i'm involved with and we are going to we are going to do that we're going to figure out ways to save these elections despite all the uh massive uh barriers that we have in place we'll be talking more about that the year ahead so uh and and are things broke of course they are look at the look at what happened in 2020 three books on that i encourage you to read them share them with your friends and family roger stone said to me joe uh your books or you know if i find anybody that says the election was stolen i send them copies of your books your three books he says they're brilliant they lay it out what happened in 2020. I've also talked to Rudy Giuliani about my books and others Uh, they're they're well written I believe and heard that from others and they lay it out here's what happened in 2020 which we can never allow to happen again in our country in our history these are monsters that are that are trying to take over the only way they can win is by stealing and cheating and we need to put these thieves and and really murderers in in jail because we saw four americans die on january 6th after the election in protest in the election they were set up and they were they were murdered there's one lady victoria white you should go out and watch and i put it up at joehoff.com victoria white's interview with laura uh, laura logan unbelievable what she says there this lady got trapped between uh by the capitol police on january 6th and was beaten punched in the face multiple times beat with sticks in her back a pli- metal sticks a policemen are hitting her over the head like 40 times it's the most grotesque thing you ever seen and this lady then was charged she's now suing uh both the uh the the federal government and um but three entities one of one of the cops who who beat her who she was able to identify just this monster of a capital policeman even black lives matter knew who this guy was for the uh for the video they, they he was such a such an animal one of those one of those crazy policemen that just loved you know using their power to just beat and hurt people it's just a big gut just you know big white fat guy with a gut, just gross who was who, they even had video of him saying man we got to be we should be you know I don't know if he said we should be killing these people or shooting these people on January sixth. he's walking around he's a madman and he then went and beat the hell out of this woman Victoria White incredible incredible interview I encourage you to I encourage you to go and, and watch it it's it's uh it's really important that you do I think so uh you can see it on Twitter uh, but also I put it up at joelhoff.com so this is the people were beaten people were, were killed four Americans were killed that day Ashley Bobbitt's one and uh and nobody's been brought to account nobody's been held uh held accountable no 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 uh, uh nobody yeah no. Ashley Bobbitt was fired upon you talked to policemen. I and Tucker Carlson had congressman Higgins on his uh he was a former sheriff he said that was abuse what happened when this uh, individual by the name of bird in the Capitol police shot ashley bob and he says that went against all protocol he says you you only do that when your life's in jeopardy Uh, ashley bob was tiny girl trying to climb through a window there's nothing that she did that was uh, would elicit this big uh, Capitol policeman to fear for his life and he without warning he shoots her dead and that was the thing he said you're supposed to announce you're supposed to do certain things and there has to be a certain reason for doing it. And none of that applied. And this bird is still walking around It might have even gotten a, a promotion. And we also knew that this guy, a bird, left his gun like a year prior in a men's bathroom in the Capitol and was uh, reprimanded for that. These are the kind of people that were there that day that ended up uh, hurting, harming and killing Trump supporters. So we've got to we've got to fix this and at the same time the Biden regime's pushing this line most Americans now don't believe it we see that what it was it was a it was a it was a riot created by the deep state to frame good Americans who were upset about the real insurrection which was when Joe Biden stole the 2020 election now there's more to there's more to all of this we could talk about it for days go to my books and get those at amazon joe hoft at amazon all the steel volumes one two three you, i lay it out there but there's but we're learning stuff every day and um what we what you know what we've learned here of late is going to put some of this up at my side is not only that Fannie willis was at the white house but Letitia James was at the White House three times over the last couple of years. She, of course, is behind the, the bogus uh, indictment of Trump in this uh, regarding his property. She claims that just a nasty, another dumb, nasty girl who you're like, how did she ever pass the bar? And uh, she claims that President Trump's property, Mar-a-Lago, is worth only 18000000 million. I'll tell you what, uh, this is in Florida, on the ocean and on the inland waterway, huge track of land with a path palace in the middle which is Mar-a-Lago and she said only you know only worth 18 million I'll tell you there's a piece of land that was uh probably one hundredth of the size of the property uh in in West Palm which is most some of the most expensive property on Earth is where Trump's property is at another place on Florida this property went for like three million dollars also it is is a small small track of land on the ocean next to a house It, it million just for that and it's it's in a area that's not nearly as expensive as west palm this Letitia james is an animal she's disgusting same with Fonnie willis from georgia behind these corrupt cases they're both backed by george soros who we know is a fascist who helped the nazis in world war ii turning in jews and then stealing their 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 goods it's unbelievable what's happening and whoever let that goon into this country uh, should be held accountable there's no way that George so should ever have been let into our country after what he did in World War II and he's doing it now to uh, now to America today and there's other billionaires that are joining him it's the elites versus the Americans I saw yesterday on a or heard yesterday on a Bannon uh, interview and, and actually he was kind of raging like I am now on his show he says do you know that only like." that 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 ninety percent of all the all the money like in the US is owned by just elites. Only 10% is really drink, you know, funneling down to the people. He goes, if our founding fathers would have been around to see this, they would have they would have spit on the ground. He said that it is so disgusting what's happening here. Um and and this has been in place for a long time and i'll tell you what this all ties into our guest here later who's going to talk about how the uk has infiltrated the us and a lot of it it's about money we'll be talking i expect about the fed and other things but uh just uh just disgusting just disgusting what these people have done to america it's just sad and disgusting couple other pieces that maybe you've heard and maybe you haven't uh Hunter Biden showed up yesterday in Congress as they were having a and they they the Congress did vote then to uh to hold uh Hunter in contempt of court he shows up uh, he's been asked to come in to interview he shows up a couple of these congressmen uh, let him have it one uh this lady by the name of Mace called him, a, called him a criminal who should be in jail right now and when MTG got up to speak he got up and left And um, a lot of people called him a big baby, including President Trump. He says he needs to be a big boy. And uh, looked like a big baby leaving. Some of these reporters started asking him, are you on crack cocaine now? Are you doing cocaine right now? uh, One tweet said, how much crack does it take to think that was a good idea, to go into Congress like Hunter did yesterday? Unbelievable stuff. My understanding is Hunter now is going and, and has some sort of investigation into his taxes. He'll be back in D.C. Uh, today. God knows how much he'll be jacked up on drugs. Uh, I, I don't believe personally that and I, that the guy's uh, clean and sober. But I and and I base that on the fact that in order to stay clean and sober, you have to live an honest and 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 good life. And I don't see that Hunter's displayed that in any fashion. Um, maybe maybe ever uh certainly not since his dad's been uh stole the 2020 election so that's my that's my uh belief and I have pretty good uh uh you know pretty good skill set in that area having known people that have recovered and, and seen their lives turn around all for the better it's uh it's you don't see that with Hunter you don't see you see him uh angry hanging around with other people that do drugs and we even had evidence that his wife went to a local uh, marijuana shop recently, within the last three years, anyways, to grab marijuana. So he's hanging out with his wife now. He's smoking weed, grabbing weed at a uh, at a facility. He's got this guy, his attorney, who showed up with him yesterday, who's who's a known uh you know druggy and has done uh drugs at least in the past. So you know, it doesn't show that. I really moving in the right direction so you know lots going on there but uh it's it's uh some good news uh we found out in Wisconsin overnight that uh federal judge there ruled that these Scooby mobile mobiles are no longer uh are no longer legal they are not legal they as a matter of fact they are e- illegal this is what uh the uh, corrupt speaker of the house used last year in 2022 two or two years ago now i guess in 2022 to to win his election he had this van go around and somehow made uh 500 or so votes to beat uh, the guy that was uh, challenging him and so these vans are no longer uh no longer legal they're they they look like a Scooby Mobile and they would go around Park and and somehow gather ballots and we don't know we don't know any about the chain of custody or how the ballots were, were delivered etc so there that's good news things are moving forward we still got a long ways to go and like I said we sharing a lot more about fate 2024 in the near future but we're going to take a break now and we're going to talk about history first and we're going to talk about the UK and its interaction with the US uh, that's been going on for a long time right after this break with our special guests so hang on we'll be right back
2: tnt radio's kate Shimarani. don't stop taking prescription medication always go and see your indoctrinated gp always but with psychiatric drugs you have to actually wean off them they're very addictive and you have to wean off them now i find all this really concerning but what i cannot get my head around is the worst drug of all they just let it on the market all the time sugar 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 and then that's not even to bring in like msg monosodium glutamate and and i if I I can say, you know, you go into one of these garages and you see all the people going for food. There's nothing to eat in there. I very rarely can find anything to eat in any of these places. And if you go into the supermarket, there's only the first two aisles that have got real food. The rest, it's not food. And I see what people buy. I've covertly actually filmed people's trolleys, not them, don't get all excited, but I have filmed trolleys uh, to have a look what people are buying. And it's shocking because what you eat determines what your brain's going to be like and your your teenagers' brains do not stop developing till they're about 25 years of age.
0: Kate Shimarani on TNT Radio. Affordable housing, we can build that. Sustainable housing, we can build that. At MIT Modular, we understand the importance of housing for all and the importance of design, cost, and functionality. Our goal is to meet the needs of our growing population by converting shipping containers to livable units. If you're like-minded and in a position to invest in something meaningful and life-changing, we want to hear from you. We are a team of professional architects, engineers, and financial and tax experts dedicated to offering unique solutions that provide a brighter future. Our Opportunity Zone Fund offers investors both real estate and operating business diversification five-year tax deferral on capital gains, annual tax benefits, and ultimately tax-free appreciation potential. There are Opportunity Zones all over America. If you're interested in learning more about our services, need affordable housing, or want to participate in creating a new vision for tomorrow, give us a call in the U.S. on 385-985-5702 or read more at MITModular.com. MIT Modular. We can build that. If you're talking about it, we're talking about it. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Hey, we are back
1: on the Joe Hoff Show. And I mentioned before the break how I was introduced to some thoughts over the last few weeks that just really just blew me away. Some history about the United States that I wasn't aware of. And it involves Britain. And and growing up as a youth, I I was I was, I don't know if the word's is brainwashed, but I was told Britain was our great ally that we worked with in World War II and World, World War One, and that you know we were these great friends. And uh, and uh, then I uh, actually had a guest on probably a couple months ago who mentioned something about the Civil War and how the Russians actually helped us uh, really stand up to the British who were helping the Confederacy. So I'd just been uh, awakened to that thought. And then uh, a friend of mine sent me these articles uh, written by Bob Ingram, and and Bob had written these wrote these recently about uh, the UK, and it was a wealth of information that I just didn't know before. So, without further ado, let me introduce to you uh, Bob or Robert Ingram. Robert, welcome to the Joe Hoff Show. Uh, Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah I'm really glad you are too. Those articles were I thought they were spectacular. It's something I never read in my school books growing up and I liked history. I liked reading these stories and and this was all new to me so it really really uh really grabbed me. Why don't we start off though uh, Bob tell us a little a bit, little bit about yourself and and how uh you know a bit about your background how you got here today.
3: Well, I've been a, a political organizer uh, of one sort or another um, most of my adult life. Um, I'm from New York originally. Uh, I live in California now, which is uh, getting harder and harder to live in. I think it's people imagine. Um, the, um, uh, I ran for Congress twice quite a while ago. Uh, I ran once against Nancy Pelosi in San Francisco. Um, I, uh, As my life has developed, I've sort of become uh, a, a historian. I was, uh, for a number of years, um, the co-editor of a magazine called Executive Intelligence Review, which I am no longer associated with, but I was co-editor of that for a while. I've written, uh, I don't know, seven or eight books. Um, primarily on American history uh, biographies of, uh, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln. Um, uh, my latest book is, um, entitled, uh, Unconditional Surrender, Winning the War on Drugs in the 21st Century, which deals with the current fentanyl and other drug crisis. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, the, um, Uh, uh, the pieces that you're referring to um, that I've recently written are uh, uh, collectively, and it's going to be published uh, as some sort of pamphlet, I think, Uh, although I don't think it's going to be for sale anywhere, but it'll be downloadable probably on the LaRouche Pack website. Uh, These recent pieces are entitled Police Dossier it is the british who murder our presidents and this five-part series um was uh motivated uh the motivation to write it uh was because of the uh immediate threat that exists against the life of donald trump um uh in terms of a uh clearly an escalating uh targeting of Trump for not just uh you know the legal cases not just all of the other you know the efforts to throw him off the ballot but the immediate danger to his life which currently exists so that motivated this recent series so
1: that's that's
3: sort of yeah yeah fantastic it's uh
1: and it's scary and frightening I uh, your friend and, and my friend Gerald uh reached out to me with these articles and I'd written back in 2017 I think I was one of the first people to say this as I was looking at this Russia collusion thing I'm starting to say hey there's more Brits involved in this than Russians at all as a matter of fact they're trying to find Russians there aren't any and um and so anyways um I wrote a piece mentioning individuals like helper in the UK we had uh, uh, the Steel dossier, Steel was MI6, we have uh guy named Dearlove, all these people that were in the UK, they were setting up Americans in the UK. Uh, we had uh, my friend Tony Schaefer announced on Fox one morning that it looks like the UK was spying on Trump Tower, and then the US would use that information against Trump to try to somehow uh, state that what they were doing was legitimate. But the, but the UK came out Tony lost his uh, position at Fox News as a contributor after that the next day by the way and um so Gerald I think thought about me when 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 he was uh closing your your writings and uh and you really kind of blew me away so maybe we could uh, just kind of fill us in what, what maybe if you don't mind with the first through fifth piece if you'd like to break it up that way or, or however tell us uh tell us what uh what your thoughts are on this whole and the UK's relationship with the US
3: yeah okay I'll I'll just run through the five parts very quickly and then you know you can return to anything you want to you want to talk about um uh there's it, it's a five-part series um the first part is a sort of an introduction in that it deals directly with what you just raised—the the, the the issue of um, the historical relationship between the United States and the British Empire, um, which is a relationship. I mean, uh, I mean, you're right. The, the the very few people people have been brainwashed into thinking, you know, these are the special relationship between the United States and Britain. These are our British cousins. You know, everybody loves the monarchy. Um, And, you know, all, you know, we have common ties of language and culture. And most Americans are simply not aware of the fact that for most of the history of the United States, it was understood overwhelmingly by Americans that the British Empire was America's primary adversary in the world and, in fact, was our direct enemy on many occasions. Um, and this existed you know, from the time of the American Revolution all the way up into the 20th century. Um, so the, the introduction deals with this the fact that the British are not our friends. Uh, and it also deals with the question of the British Empire, as opposed to just the nation of Great Britain. Um, the uh, second part of the series deals with the immediate targeting of Trump. And it involves some, of the, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> it involves um, some of the things that you uh, you mentioned, um, Christopher Steele, Richard Dierloff, Mi six, um, the the fact that the entire Russia Gate operation, Mueller inves, investigation, uh, particularly the first impeachment, that this was all made in Britain, and that's not some wild accusation. I mean, the pay stubs are there. It's 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 uh, uh, Brennan and the CIA who uh, uh, you know targeted Trump. We're getting uh, all of their information, really their marching orders, if you want to put it that way, uh, was all coming from Britain. Uh, In 2018, the House of Lords sent a delegation to Washington, D.C. They met with CIA officials, State Department officials, other officials, and they went back to England and they wrote a report, the House of Lords report, in which they said, um, that the current the policies of the current administration, that is the Trump administration, this is in two thousand and eighteen, are a strategic threat uh, to British interests, a strategic threat and that and that Trump must not be allowed to serve a second term. So this is all coming out of the highest echelons of of the british of the British Empire. Um, I'm not an expert on all of the legal targeting of Donald Trump, and that portion of the our police dossier, the one on Trump, was written by a woman named Barbara Boyd, and she is uh, she has all of this material on her fingertips. Um, then, moving on in the in in the five part series, uh, the third um, section is on the assassination of um, Abraham Lincoln, um, which, uh, well, I'll just leave it at that for the moment. Uh, The fourth section is on the assassination of William McKinley in 1901, one of our greatest presidents um, who was assassinated uh, because he was similarly a threat to British imperial interests. Uh, And then the fifth section of the report is on the uh, assassination of John F. Kennedy, um, which uh, uh, discusses um, the implications, which were never fully investigated because they were blocked, but the implications of the um, of the uh, uh, case that uh, the New Orleans District Attorney Jim Garrison brought to trial um uh which all go directly back uh to the british through clay shaw um so uh that's the report and the as i said the the intention of it is to uh, you know cuz people look at the situation right now and they see the democratic party going after trump they see the biden administration you know likening trump to adolf hitler like biden's you know recent speech at valley forge they see, you know, people see this stuff, um, and they get angry at these Democratic appointed judges and what have you. Um, but, you know, uh, it, it's, if you leave it at that level, you don't understand the, why the danger to Trump is so high. Um, he is, uh, uh, you know, he has, uh, th- that what people recognize in Trump, and when I say people, I mean the the real enemies of this country, is that he represents something, he poses something, um, which uh, most powerful financial interests in the world, simply, uh, you know, it, it is a threat to, to their interests, this reassertion of American sovereignty and and the things that Trump is committed to doing that the most powerful imperial and financial interests in the world are determined that he not be allowed back in the White House um so anyway it it's uh, as you said there's a lot of material in this five part report and I urge all of your listeners to um to read the entirety of it it's currently it's it's available on the LaRouche Pack website and I urge everyone to go there and download it and read it so that would, that's what I would say as an introduction
1: well it, it, yeah it, quite a bit there uh, obviously to cover I thought your first piece with Lincoln is the one that really kind of grabbed me and where the whole story gets grabs you first of all hey Trump be aware this is uh your life is in danger and it certainly is and we even saw that in 2016 a couple episodes I remember one watching him on stage and he got he got taken off stage and some liberal guy was there and uh made some actions that people thought he had a gun he later played victim the whole thing was uh something else I remember seeing a text message from Peter Strzok that that we looked at him. we said is he talking about assassination here and the thing that Trump did that really protected him was the fact that he had uh his own personal uh uh I guess a uh, security team that he kept with him the entire time at least during the uh, campaign he might have kept him in the White House too I, I I'm not sure but uh so they offered him the secret service but he also kept his personal uh bodyguards as well so that maybe saved his life but moving on to lincoln and, and your article there uh i didn't realize the, how much uh the the british influenced that war the civil war and in their efforts to uh support the confederacy i and and i found a lot of that very interesting
3: yeah well you know i mean there if there are any of your listeners who sort of have a uh, sympathy for the South and the Civil War I hope not but if there are I, I you should hopefully I can disabuse you of that um the uh look if you look at the situation in Ukraine today um you know this is not a war between Ukraine and Russia that's going on um what is going on is a proxy war in which um the British, uh, the americans the nato command um are uh, they are targeting russia they are attacking russia through the ukraine you know the attempt is to uh uh bleed russia dry disrupt it economically i mean obviously it's not working out for them as as people have pointed out uh but if you you know if you look at the situation in the ukraine today um we're supplying all of the weapons all of the ammunition massive financial aid everybody knows this um you know ukraine is simply a, a tool a proxy which is being used to attack russia to target russia for destruction and that's exactly what went on in the civil war um you know and and all, and, and people just don't know this uh, you know the uh I mean by, 19, by 1862, um, the, the Confederacy had exhausted all of its military supplies, um, its pre-war military supplies. And between 1862 and 1865, all of the weapons, all of the rifles, all of the ammunition, all of the artillery. Um, uh, that was being used by the Confederate army was being shipped to the South from Great Britain. Um, you know, at the, uh, uh, you know, at the time of the Battle of Gettysburg, um, the entirety of Robert E. Lee's army at Gettysburg was armed with British rifles that had been shipped in. Um, the, the, the Confederate Navy. Uh, The blockade runners and their warships um, were built in Britain, in Liverpool, and shipped over to the Confederacy. Even the food that the Confederate Army was eating by 1863, 64, 65, their food was being shipped in from Great Britain. You know, the British shipped all of this stuff, the weapons, the ammunition, the food, the artillery, everything, uh, it was all shipped to the Bahamas, to Bermuda, to other locations, and then run into Wilmington, uh, North Carolina, and other ports by these blockade runners. But the Confederacy was armed, financed, and fed by the British Empire. It was a proxy war against the United States. And everyone in the Lincoln administration, um, you know, uh, was aware of this. Uh, you know, Lincoln's secretary of state, John Seward wanted to declare war on Britain during the Civil War. And Lincoln said, no, not now. He said one enemy at a time. Uh, but the, uh, everyone knew that the British Empire was running this. Um, and the, uh, uh, and the intention was to dismember the United States and destroy the United States. And then if you look at the, you know, John Wilkes Booth and the assassination, this entire assassination plot was run out of Montreal, uh, uh, together with networks in England. Um, you know, I mean, there's no such thing, at least in American history, uh, and probably nowhere else, but there, there's no such thing as lone assassins. You know, John Wilkes Booth was just a crazy lone assassin. Uh, Shoglos, the man who uh, assassinated McKinley, was this crazy anarchist lone assassin. Lee Harvey Oswald was this, you know, unhinged lone assassin. Um, This is all just a myth, and all you have to do is sort of prick the surface a little bit and look underneath the surface. I mean, John Wilkes Booth was making made several trips to Montreal to meet with men like George Sanders and others uh, uh uh the the uh the entire assassination apparatus was run out of Montreal um with money being sent over from England to finance the assassination plot um and um so, you know, that's that's part of the story. I, I, wow. There's only so much I can get into at this, you know.
1: Oh, I know. There's so in. much there. I. Yeah, so much. I was just thinking while you were sharing this, and it really hits me just now, just now. Um, this piece about Booth not working alone and all these assassins, they weren't doing this alone. They were working with somebody, and it appears uh, there's... Ample evidence, at least with Booth, that he's working with a bunch of, uh, I'll call them Brits in Montreal and others. And and here's here's the ironic thing that just hit me. I was right. I'm you know wrote a lot for the Gateway Pundit between 2016 and and 2023, and I wrote a piece in 2019 or so where I wrote about how. We have a coup d'etat going on. It was Mueller and his gang trying to remove President Trump from office using this Russia collusion sham. And I said, these people are walking free. We know that they're doing this. This is a coup attempt. And our and our laws are such that people that commit a coup d'etat are are hung. And I showed a picture from 1860, I believe it was 65, maybe 66. Where these individuals were hung after uh, they were found guilty alongside Booth for the murder of Abraham Lincoln so Lincoln was murdered they Booth got killed which happens a lot with these assassins they end up dying somebody kills him, so you don't get all the truth but then also there were people with him And this attempt, there was like four people that were eventually hung. There was numerous others that were arrested. Four were hung. One was a woman. And I share this picture and I say, this is how we dealt with coup d'etats back in 18, whatever, 65, and today nothing's happening. And one entity called Media Matters attacked me for that and said it was, it was bad. I was, I was freaking violence. It's some garbage. But now what hits me as I look back at these major attacks from Media Matters when they attacked me, another one was when I said, Hey, COVID isn't gonna kill us all. It's uh it's it's closer to the flu and mortality and the WHO's line. Media Matters hammered me for that. But here's what I'm thinking that Bob that you just mentioned. I mentioned this about the uh people that that basically these people or hung back in 1865. It goes against the narrative that the British want with the US. They don't want us to know that there was more than one person with Booth. And and of course, they didn't want us to dig into the facts that, hey, Britain was behind that too. So I get targeted. This is the thing that hits me. These events where I get targeted, there's usually a deeper reason for why they're doing it, uh, because it doesn't happen all the time. So Anyways, that just kind of blows me away. Hey, Bob, let's uh, We'll think about that. We'll be right back. We're gonna take a real quick break. We'll be right back. Okay. And we'll be talking more to Bob Ingraham on uh, the assassination attempts of US presidents by Britain. We'll be right back.
4: Hi, I'm Susan Lucci. I never thought about heart disease until I had my own heart event. At first, like so many other women out there, I ignored my symptoms a slight pressure on my chest, shortness of breath. I thought, I don't have time to be sick. I had a a 90% blockage in my main artery and a 75% blockage in the adjacent artery. I received two stents in my arteries, stents developed through research funded by the American Heart Association. Those stents saved my life. I'm so grateful to the American Heart Association. Their research helped save my life. I can enjoy life with my children, my grandchildren, and my friends. Please listen to your heart. The only reason I'm here today is because I did. Learn more about the American Heart Association's life saving work at helpheart.org.
5: When a crisis hits, close to home and across the globe, nonprofits are on the front lines, ready to serve. Keep coming, keep coming. The demand for charitable services has skyrocketed, and nonprofits are rising to meet the needs healing, nurturing, rescuing, honoring, protecting, caring, inspiring. The work of philanthropic organizations of all sizes, across all missions, has never been more important. And it's donors and volunteers like you who make all this possible. Thank you. Together, we change the world. The Nonprofit Alliance.
0: You're listening to Joe Hoft on today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: Hey, we are back. This is Joe Hoft here on The Joe Hoft Show with Robert Ingraham. Robert, I'm just so fascinated by the subject that you're mentioning. The subject being, hey, Britain isn't all that they uh, paint themselves to be they've been they're involved in this Ukraine uh operation they're involved in uh and and going back through history they've been involved in U.S policies and even now per your articles recently involved in the Lincoln assassination the McKinley assassination and now and then the JFK assassination there's evidence for that as well but the the big thing is you're warning President Trump be very very careful these people are not happy with your policies. What would you know, where would you like to jump back in? I was I was talking a bit about the confederacy and how the brit helped the british helped them and and how media matters is targeting us for bringing up uh, that kind of information some time ago. What what are your thoughts on that?
3: Well, you know, I mean at the uh, after the assassination there were uh as you said there were a number of people arrested, four of them were convicted. Of being directly involved in the assassination uh, and they were executed they were hung uh uh the uh, uh but what has to be understood is that the, the people who were who were found guilty and and hung were sort of john wilkes booth's you know lower level uh you know partners in the um, uh, in the attacks what what almost no one is aware of is that um in 1865 after the assassination uh the uh uh, andrew johnson you know who succeeded lincoln as president um the vice president who became president andrew johnson issued an arrest warrant um for people involved in the lincoln assassination um you, you know uh 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 this was a you know he issued an arrest warrant and you know there was a, a bounty there was a you know a reward put for the capture of these individuals um and um almost every and this was a list of i don't know eight ten people or so and almost everyone that uh, that's named in this these arrest warrants was based in canada uh, and none of them were brought to trial. None of them uh, were ever brought to trial. Um, most of them fled to London uh, in 1865, 1866, 1867. People like George Sanders and others, they, they fled to, uh, to England. Um, but the, um, these were the higher-ups. These were the people who actually uh, originated the plot uh, organized the plot, financed the plot. These are the people John Wilkes Booth was meeting with in Canada, um, and you know these are not wild allegations that I'm making here. These are the people named by Andrew Johnson in arrest warrants that he issued, and you know, and you know, with bounties of twenty thousand dollars, fifty thousand dollars, if any of these individuals were captured for planning the assassination of Lincoln. Um, and uh, this is actually what occurred. You know, uh, th- this is what, uh, what went on. And people today are just not aware of it. They're not, a- they're just not aware of these things. Um, yeah. The, um, well, I mean, it's like Bob, in the Kennedy, he- yeah, well, go ahead. Go well,
1: ahead. I was just gonna inter- intervene here. You you mentioned then in your second, with well, the fourth piece, I guess it was on McKinley, where there was this one individual who was involved with the Lincoln assassination who happened to be related to Teddy Roosevelt. And McKinley gets killed, who steps in as VP, Teddy Roosevelt takes over. And uh there's this relationship there with Teddy and then what he did after McKinley died, that too was uh is was sinister and connected right. to the British.
3: Right. The uh well yeah, uh, there's an it, there's an important point um, that people really need to see because it's we're not this is not a discussion of you know conspiracy theories about assassinations. What is critical to understand is that in every case, uh, the indiv- the the American presidents who've built, been killed represented a strategic threat. Because of what they were doing, because of their their commitment, uh, their outlook, that the presidents who were killed represented a strategic threat to the interests of the British Empire. Now the McKinley case is very clear. Um, McKinley the, the day before he was assassinated had sp- spoken uh, at a the Pan American Exposition in uh, in Buffalo, New York. This was an international exposition, particularly with leaders from Latin America. Uh, and uh, if you read his speech, and I quote part of his speech in the, in the dossier, if you read his speech, what he lays out is an anti-colonial, anti-colonial, anti-imperial uh, vision of America's role in the world. Peace, economic development partnership with other countries I, I, an actual american republican view uh, uh, of, of how america should be acting in the world similar somewhat uh to what to donald trump's vision today and uh the um and uh uh you know he's killed by he, he's assassinated and as i mentioned this brings in teddy roosevelt now teddy roosevelt was the nephew of a man named James Bullock. And James Bullock was directly involved in the Lincoln assassination. Uh, he was the head of the uh, uh Confederate uh, uh, uh Secret Service in in, in England. He's based in Liverpool. He uh collaborated closely with members of uh the House of Lords, Queen Victoria's Privy Council bankers in the city of London. In other words, he was on intimate terms with the highest levels of of the British empire and British banking. And he would, he provided the money, uh, that was sent over from England, uh, to Montreal to pay John Wilkes Booth and, and, uh, you know, to finance the assassination operation. He also was the key individual involved in Brit- in building the Confederate Navy during the Civil War which was all built in Liverpool and other British ports and he ran that operation building the Confederate Navy from you know British soil and he was Teddy Roosevelt describes him uh des- describes Bullock as his favorite uncle um uh, and 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 actually writes about him uh you know very uh affectionately um so what happens when teddy roosevelt comes in well you know uh, you know from from the time of abraham lincoln right through mckinley uh america's closest friends in the world um our closest partners the nations that we had the best relationships with had been russia germany and japan in the 1870s, 80s, 90s, into the 20th century. These were the countries that we were the friendliest with, Russia, Germany, and Japan. Teddy Roosevelt comes in and immediately ends those partnerships. And he brings the United States into a global partnership with the British Empire. It was also Teddy Roosevelt who brought us the Federal Reserve, who set up the National Monetary Commission in 1907. Which led into the meeting at Jekyll Island. Uh, and this brought in the U.S. Federal Reserve. Um, Teddy Roosevelt was a raving Anglophile. He loved the British Empire. And so by 1914, you know, we're being led into World War I, uh, uh, you know, as an ally of the British Empire. Um, and uh uh you know in alliance with the empire that had killed Abraham Lincoln and William McKinley um people need to really under- see it's this is a deeper strategic picture you, you have to you have to understand you know the the strategy uh, of history um which is generally not presented to people um so I don't know if that uh uh no, it's, no, it's answers fantastic. any questions. Yeah, and
1: then that leads us up to JFK and you you have another article on JFK and his assassination and the connections to Britain there. Um <clears throat> yeah, I remember somebody somebody wrote in a, in a in a comment in that piece, at least at Joehoff.com, oh, this uh there's not much there with Britain. But I'm like, uh no, it looks like you've laid out quite the case with Britain. Um what what are you we've got about a minute to go? What are your what are your thoughts now for President Trump and coming up here? What what can uh what what does this all teach us?
3: Well, it yeah, I, I'm sure Trez, President Trump, I, I would be certain of this, that President Trump and the people he is closest with are well aware of the threat that now exists to his life. Um uh the it because it's escalating i mean it's not just the trials it's not just all this stuff they're trying to do kick him off the ballot this is all very real this is something we have to fight uh but the the the, the fact that the question of uh assassinating trump is now being discussed openly openly by people um there was just uh, an incident I think just yesterday the day before yesterday yeah. where two reporters were joking about uh these are mainstream media reporters talking about joking about uh trump should go out in an open convertible like donald trump yeah. like jfk um you know it, 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 this is all being talked about openly this is a a, a pre-assassination environment that we're in and yeah. the uh i think uh, just in closing the importance of this report people say well what can you do about it well one of the things is is that by circulating the material that's in this dossier this five part dossier mm-hmm. by you're exposing the plot before yeah. they carry it out you're exposing Amen. the perpetrators before they carry it out um yeah. this is this is of critical importance
2: so